Welcome to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. I'm Aaron Sorrells. And I'm Brian Atkinson. Today, our guest is Chris Young. Chris Young is a Michigan-based comic. You can catch him on his Dry Bar special Buoyant Mon. Chris takes real-life experiences and turns them into laughs. We're going to talk with him about the good, the bad, and the funny. parents they're getting older and i love my parents to death so don't get me wrong i they i cleared this with them they said i could make as much fun of them as i want as long as it gets them a better nursing home someday (laughs) yeah people i am not in vegas i am in provo utah tonight so unless they don't like sleeping in a minivan they better get to step it Oh, Chris, what a delight it is to have you on the show. Agreed, Chris. We are looking forward to chatting with you. Welcome. Hey, thank you guys so much. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's always always a pleasure to find some people to talk to outside of my house. <laughs> yeah, or your and your parents uh also. I mean, they're a, a main topic of your conversation. We're going to talk about them quite a bit. Uh I appreciate uh so much that uh, you cleared this with them. That uh, <laughs> you got their permission. Uh, full full yeah. disclosure, though, Chris, we're not going to get them too much closer to the nursing home uh, uh, through, through this podcast. <laughs> no. All right. Yeah, that's that's all right. If they're if they're listening, uh, you know, just keep on alert. So yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think where you start with that, it, it's such a relatable thing. Um, one of the things you say in, in your drive bar special is you, you kind of start down this road of uh, do all of you have parents? And it's, it's, it's a great <laughs> dumb question. It's like, right. well, yeah, yeah, of course we do. That's, I think, the most relatable piece of comedy I've ever heard in my entire, because it's not like. Oh, wow, still, that's, that's a low bar to jump over. So oh, I, yeah. I, I'm glad I, I set something up there. So yeah. Aaron's got kids who are out of the house. I don't have kids. You've got kids who are in the house. So just starting something with, so you guys have kids? You know, not everybody's going <laughs> to grab that, but. Do you guys have parents? Right. Yeah. Yeah, just throw open the barn doors. It's, we got everything. And you would be surprised sometimes how many people just stare at you. And I'm like, all right, I don't see enough rocks around here for people to have crawled out of. Some of y'all are lying. Yeah, I don't worry about the crawling out of the rocks so much as the crawling out from under them. That's uh, more there you of a problem. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, Chris, you and I, uh, you were very kind to uh, invite me to come uh, open for you at a corporate show a couple of weeks ago in the beautiful downtown Frankenmuth. Yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. And and what you told me just just recently, you told me that uh, this was the first time you had ever walked around the the streets of Frankenmuth, and it it wasn't with the your wife; street. it was with me. So now you got to your game. I totally do. Did, uh, did you guys I, I, do one of the sleigh rides or, or no? We did not. Uh, no, we did I'm not. So glad we didn't, honestly. Uh, Next time, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Well, it just, I, my, my wife and I have been to Frankenmuth and gone to Bronner's and had the chicken dinner at, at any of the places around there. But we really just haven't, you know, just walked around town. And uh, Chris and I did that. And uh, but, yeah, we bought well, cheese. And... Yes. And my wife likes the cheese that I got her. She can't do dairy, so I got her some sheep or goat cheese or something, and she's she's all good. Um, Wonderful. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and they were just starting the big uh, snow sculptures, uh, the big piles of snow that they were cutting into bits. Uh, I was really surprised the wire they used to cut the <laughs> to cut the snow was barbed wire. 
Yeah, that was a a pretty masochistic way to uh, sculpture <laughs> snow, wasn't it? I'm like, hey, don't make that lady mad. She will uh, yeah. wire you. So. Man. Well, one of the things that I observed there, and um, I, I was really thankful that we got to perform together, um, is you, you perform with such energy and intensity and you're laughing with the audience. You're just bringing them with you all the time. And I found myself, uh, I had a little COVID brain moment when I got started and, and you know, kind of then got into it. But um, one of the things you, uh, you um, reminded me of on, the, on our way home afterwards is, uh, you know, just, you know, start with more energy. And I went back and watched some older videos of myself when uh-huh. I was <laughs> with lots of energy and stuff. And, and I realized this, you know, whether it's the pandemic or just, you know, a lot of stuff on zoom or things like that, not been bringing the energy that I used to. And it really was um, a confrontational thing for me in my own performance to say, oh, okay, Chris reminded me what I've been doing wrong. Now I'm going to be able to do something about it, and so I've got some oh, some stuff yeah, coming yeah, it up. Doesn't and... mean that, that you're doing did anything wrong. I, I just uh, <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. Put it on me. I'm sorry. Now I'm going to go cry in the corner. I hurt. No, <laughs> no I was no. Uh, I was delighted to have that, your input. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I wasn't uh, you know it wasn't a, a poke of uh, you're doing wrong. I just think that um, and and to preface this, this was a corporate event. Uh, for people who had been a, at a conference all day, yeah. uh, we were there closing yeah, a tough crowd. <laughs> the closing entertainment, and they were, you know, some people were tired, some people were wanting to talk business, and and like I said, I, I feel like when I walk into a situation like that, I have to like pour myself out to get them to want to stay there. Um, for one, but two, you know, once I get the them at least looking at the guy on the stage that I feel I can, uh, you know, can take him from there. And that's just kind of all I was saying is that I've always noticed, at least in my book, uh, energy always helps if it's, if it's genuine and not, you know, screaming at someone. So, right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that, uh, that nervous or anxious energy, maybe not, but like you're, <laughs> you're saying, if you give people something to, uh, grab a hold of, they're going to, they're going to respond yeah. to it. That's all I know. I don't know any. I mean, I have no, you know, like uh, some people have formulas how they do this, how they do that, and um, you know, and then you got to do this, and you got. I, I, I don't feel that I have a, a hammered formula. I just know that um, I want them to know that I'm now, I'm now on stage, and and you know, good, better, and different. Indifferent, they're going to figure that out quick with the way I go about it. <laughs> For sure. I, I think a, a great example of that is uh, this clip uh, from your dry bar show. My dad, he was one of the cheapest guys I know. Anyone here have a cheap parent? Yeah, right. All right, all right. To be fair, to be fair, my dad was kind of cheap. He was the kind of cheap that when I used to say, hey, dad, can we stop for ice cream after Little League Baseball would say, uh, we don't need to stop for ice cream. We have ice cream at home. <laughs> yeah, people, we did not have ice cream at home. <laughs> uh, 
What we had was we had an old refrigerator that froze the milk on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> some Nestle Quick Boy and chip at it with the hammer, you'll have ice cream. (laughs) My dad, he's in his 70s though. In his 70s, he went out and bought a $68,000 Lincoln. Yeah. Yeah, he paid cash for it. So now I know why we couldn't stop for ice cream all those years. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, man, that, I uh, I really want some ice cream now. Yeah, yeah uh, right. Uh, I am told that there is ice cream in uh, my freezer uh, that I can have <laughs> after the show. I've been promised. So, uh, but Good, Chris, yeah. that, that's such a great example of uh, the energy you brought. It's it's the the joy that I hear in your voice. But you're talking about your dad. You clearly love him. You clearly, uh, you know, have a great deal of affection for him. And then everything was so relatable about we, we all had that parent who like, no, oh, we don't have to stop. We've got that at home. It, it didn't matter if it right. was ice cream or what. Uh, my parents were always like, we'll make pizza at home. We never got takeout <laughs> pizza, but we made pizza. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in the Chicago area where they have this you know, oh, fantastic oh. pizza. And I had no idea the whole yeah. time. Because <laughs> there is no way you're knocking out a good Chicago deep dish at home. Nope. <laughs> no, nope. that's, that's impossible. And, and, you know, uh, uh, pieces of bread with uh, some, you know, pizza sauce and a couple of pepperonis and some cheese. Come on, mom and dad, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, and let's be real fair. It wasn't so much pizza sauce as it was ketchup. Now, have you passed on any of this kind of uh, cheapness or um, the, these philosophies of parenting with your own kids? Um, yeah, I know, uh, you know, like, like cheapness, not so much, but I do find myself catching myself. Like, uh, I brought my daughter home from practice the other night. It was, you know, Hey, can we, uh, can we do this? Stop and do this. I'm like, we, we don't need to stop and do that. We, we can do that, you know? And, and so I think, uh, even when you're not trying that stuff is, is hardwired from your, your kid days <laughs> in you that it just, you, you become a parent and it, it comes out, uh, you know, just, just sort of that's, that's hardwired. And as soon as you get the opportunity to exercise it, you do it. Yeah. yeah. And, and it, you and I talked about it, we're, we're relatively close to the same age and Aaron's a oh. little bit. So the three of us are roughly the same age. I, I would venture a guess that the three of us grew up in some manner speaking of, uh, you go outside and play. Uh, when the street lights come on, come home, or when you hear the the cows, or what, you know whatever it is. As <laughs> yeah. I, I know you grew up on a farm, and I spent a lot of time on farms as a kid. Uh-huh. Um, but you, you had that um, that clock that wasn't necessarily you know like a wristwatch or um, the the clock where somebody was uh, leaning out the door to yell for you to come home or anything, but. But with your growing up, uh, did, did you have that type of, um, you know, freedom and um, uh, friends? Oh, and wow. Like yeah, certainly. <laughs> I was just talking about this with my mother and, and daughter today um, that, 
you know, we, we very rarely, uh, even on, on snow, I mean, snow days were like, oh my God, you know, we, we were kids out just doing stuff all day long. Like I, I, I don't remember, um, you know, I talk about that a little bit in my act about how we were out, uh, you know, until we finally would come inside for that sort of, you know, cup of scalding hot chocolate, that one that burns yeah. your mouth. And but, <laughs> yeah. but like we were out just and and you know, we weren't in the best of, of, yeah, we had like, you know, hats and gloves, but none of this new technology stuff. It was like, you know, Wonder Bread bags shoved on your foot, shoved in your boot, and <laughs> yeah. out you'd go all day long. And 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 really, I don't know, you know, I, I don't remember, um, although she says she did now, I don't remember, like, people's parents or my parents checking in on us. It was always, oh, they're out there somewhere. If they're hurt, they will uh, find their way home and we'll deal with it then, right? Yeah. And my wife growing up, uh, her mom used to say, you know, I, it's good for me to know where you are. Just make sure that uh, somebody can call me to pick up the body. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. and, and, and you had a mom that was kind of like that, too. But I had that mom. I had that mom. She told me, she'd say, you know, Christopher, I don't care what you're doing, who you're doing it with, as long as you are safe and as long as you never call me from jail, because I am going to pretend like I don't know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that's redeeming, isn't it? Thanks, Mom, right? <laughs> well, people, I lived up to my end of the bargain. I never went to jail. Now, one night at college, my roommate, who couldn't run as fast as me, <laughs> he, he went to jail. <laughs> When I said cops and he said what, that was too long of a time not to start running. <laughs> you guys are great already, man. That's awesome. Thank you. So anyways, I am sitting at home on a rare Friday night where I don't have a show. I'm sitting at home and my phone rings. It says ring, 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 Wayne County Sheriff's Department. And I'm sitting there thinking, who could this be? This can't be my wife. She's home with me tonight. She's not out with her boyfriend. <laughs> Long as she pays her half of the mortgage, sir, I don't question. <laughs> you guys are making me laugh. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Great, man. So I pick up the phone and I hear, hello, Mr. Young, this is Officer Johnson here with the Wayne County Sheriff's Department. I have your mom here. <laughs> and I am thinking, mom, officer, I don't have a mom. Click. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> 20 seconds later, that phone rings again. Ring, 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 ring. Wayne County Sheriff's Department, I pick up the phone and I hear, ha, 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 uh, Mr. Young, this is Officer Johnson, yeah, with the Wayne County Sheriff's Department. Uh, your mother tells me you're a comedian. I don't think you're as funny right now as you do. <laughs> and I hear my mom across the table going, I told him don't quit his day job. He isn't funny. <laughs> He goes, Mr. Young, I have your mom here tonight. And he goes, I would like to get rid of her. 
I am thinking, now, officer, you are the one speaking my language, man. <laughs> I'm the executor. You have a gun and taser, dude. Let's make this happen. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I got to say, my favorite part of that whole bit is uh, that in the process of elimination, the first, the first target is, well, it, it's not my wife because she's here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, uh, that that part of the joke, uh, sometimes people take a little, you know, too seriously. Like uh, <laughs> if you look on, on uh, YouTube or wherever it is with some comments, uh, people, you know, like to make on things. Um, one of them put, you know, you, it's not funny to make fun of uh, uh, adultery and things like that. And I'm like, OK, so, it, you know, it, 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 it is. So, yeah, uh, it totally but, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I personally would never do that, uh, except for pretty much every time I'm on stage. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, I mean that's that's the thing, right? So getting to the point where, uh, you know, there there's a, a a hint of of truth to what you're talking about. That yes, you look over and see that your wife's there, but then making the you know the the turn of absurdity. Um, but knowing that it's good hearted and, you know, and, and like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, she's paying her half of the bills, So it's OK. And, <laughs> and it just it just amazes me what people hang up on and, and can't find funny. I mean, you know what? You look at the <laughs> look at, you know, the, the Bible that everything they, they base uh, uh, stuff off. There's a lot of talk about that uh, same topic. And so, um, you know, that that's just one of those things that if you can find a way to make things funny, you try. So. Yeah, for sure. That whole line there, um, a favorite part of mine is when you, you turn to a guy, you know, front row, or maybe he wasn't there at all. And, and you said to him, well, sir, if, if as long as she pays her half of the mortgage, <laughs> um, and from a strategic perspective, I see that as you're just drawing the crowd in. Um, and I, I didn't know for sure if that was a real person that you drew in or you just used it as a way to bring the whole crowd in and, yeah, and having seen you in there person. Was a, there was a real guy there that, uh, you know, and, and that's, um, I, I usually try to find that. Now I, I would say that I'm not a real crowd picker honor kind of guy. I mean, I have no. some things that I will do, but I like to bring someone along with me. Um, just because if they're, you know, they, they find it funny, they want to relate and, and I need, uh, I need as many allies in the room, uh, as I can. Right. So if I can find someone that's coming along with me, um, I try to make them into the, into the part as well. Well, it was, uh, just delightful to, um, hear that in your, in your dry bar and then, uh, to see that type of thing in person, uh, when we worked together last week, um, so I want to now pull pull way back here. We we talked about some uh -huh. more recent things. We talked about your dry bar a little bit. Um, how did you get started? Uh, what what was it that drew you into comedy in the first place, and how did you first perform? Yeah, um, it's something that I had always said as a little kid. I wanted to be one of two things, right? So I wanted to either be an attorney uh, or a stand up comedian. <laughs> and, the same uh, same thing, basically. <laughs> yeah, right. So, well, and, and I, you know, soon learned that I had, uh, did, did well on the, the stuff in, in college that would have got me, uh, to the point of, you know, looking at law school. And I had someone, uh, 
talked to me and said, now, do you think you can uh, go up somewhere and not tell the truth and, and believe it just because you're trying to defend the client? And I said, I, they don't have that in me. So the, the comedy sort of kicked in. Now, granted, I had done things all my life as, um, you know, as a kid trying to, trying to write jokes and perform them for, uh, like in plays, I would always try to, uh, when I had some, you know, some ability to uh, go off script, make things funny. And, and in high school, I did a lot of debate and forensics. And one of the things was impromptu speaking, where you'd go to state competitions and and compete against other people that were being very serious about topics. Chris <laughs> wasn't being very serious. Chris was writing a three to five minute monologue and trying to get the judges and the people in the room to laugh. And um, much to uh, my sort of teacher and coach's uh, dismay, you know, uh, <laughs> that, that, that Chris was going to find the funny. Um, he was a, a big influence. Uh, Bob Sexton, Sexton uh, was a big influence in allowing me that sort of ability that he wasn't going to hold me uh, you know, and, and it wasn't dirty stuff. It was just, a, but he wasn't going to hold me to the script and allowed me to write the jokes that were so bad at the time, but they <laughs> were getting a laugh. And man, that is the, that is a drug. If you're a comic is the, the making a room laugh. Yeah, and, for sure. And, and in, in college I did, uh, did the, you know, college debate and forensics as well. And even in debate, I tried to, um, take a, a serious topic that we're debating and write something that, that was, you know, funny and, and would get a laugh. And, and so then I sort of, uh, put it on the back burner for a lot of years, man, did this stuff, got my degree, worked and did all those things. And one night, uh, I was driving home from work and, and I was, uh, almost 30 at the time. And, and, you know, or while well, I was over 30 at the time, I'm sorry. Um, called my wife and just said, I'm going to go to a, uh, an open mic tonight. I need to do this. And, and so it's, you know, one of those things you do that and find yourself here down the road. And, and it's not always been, you know, uh, where I've done it every single day. There's been gaps where life happened, kids born, things like that, where you take big, you know, chunks of time off COVID's happened, obviously, but, I, I don't know people, you know, people, you hear people saying, I just heard Bill Ingvall and some people say that this is it. We're going to be all done with comedy. And I just don't know how, if that's who you are, how you can ever say that you're done because you need, I don't know, you need that like air that, yeah. Hey, I, I need, you know, people put, they, you need them as much as they need you some nights, I guess. For sure. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, I did uh, extemporaneous speaking in uh, high school uh, uh -huh. speech team forensics uh, like that as well. And that that was very similar to my experience. It was, you know, they give me the the little bits and pieces and you've got, you know, a minute or whatever to to write three minutes. Uh, yeah. And uh, and and for me, that was it wasn't improv. It wasn't, you know, oh, playing off another person. It was just you go up there and monologue. Um, yeah. But I struggled with, um, for the longest time, how do I sit down and really write 
comedy. So you mentioned a little bit of that in there between the extemporaneous speaking and and debate and things where you purposely wrote something. How, how do you go about writing funny? Um, I don't know if people see, uh, you know, hopefully they see me out on Facebook and things like that. And I usually try to keep, uh, keep things light. I mean, there's, you know, we all have, there's lots of stuff going on. Um, but I try to post, uh, an idea I have and, and that triggers, okay, so what do I think is funny? Um, do other people see it as funny? And, 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 that's an idea. And then can I get them along the road to, to where I find the funny and they see the story that becomes funny. And so there's lots of, lots of things. Now, do I sit down and word for word, everything? No. Do I go up on stage with a a set list and a note list? Um, I don't, but I have things that um, I'll try. And then there's some things that I wish I get down. I'm like, Oh man, I wanted to do that. But I'm always trying to look at, you know, look at things from a little bit different spin. Uh, would this be funny to people? Is it relatable? Is it close enough that they can come along on the ride with me? Um, other than just, you know, like the, someone comes up and tells you a drunk story that you yeah. can't put yourself in. <laughs> mm-hmm. That does happen in uh, in club work sometimes and uh, and corporate gigs for sure. Yeah, or wherever. I mean, I, I've had it at I've had it at church, and I, I when I performed at church, I'm like, okay, uh, okay, uh, Father, you need to go to bed now. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> you've got you've got some services to get ready for tomorrow morning. Uh, save your save your words for them. So uh, you mentioned um, that you put some stuff on social media, and um, huh? I think if anybody were to follow you on social media, and and later on, we'll make sure that we plug uh, all the ways that people can reach out mm-hmm. to you. Um, but, uh, as you and I, uh, you know, met over social media and, and then in person, um, you got kind of a sign off that you do on social media every day. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't, I've got it all right in front of me here, but I, uh-huh. I imagine you can, you can tell us what it says. Yeah. Just kind of paraphrased it. So, you know, he's a kind of guide. I'm trying my best down here. Kind of please do what. Uh, man cannot, you know, um, kind of the, the wrapping things up for the day. We, we, you know, we need your help. We kind of, uh, um, you know, just, a we need, need that. And I know it's, you know, like I said, I have this little thing I kind of post and it's just sort of, and I, and I didn't know at first where that would reach, you know I mean? You always mm-hmm. think, where does this reach? And, and, and through the pandemic, uh, you know, we're still in it, but, really that first year and a half, man, we were, we were some lonely people. If you were comics, we didn't, we Mm -hmm. couldn't see each other and we couldn't touch each, you know, I mean, all that kind of stuff couldn't touch audiences and all those things. And it became a, just kind of like, man, there's, there's gotta be a light somewhere at the end of this tunnel. I'm asking, you know, asking God, Hey man, do your, do your job. I'll, I'll try to do mine as best as I can. And and I didn't realize, like I said, where it was going to touch until uh, I had some people that I didn't know uh, reaching out saying, man, that's something we look for every day is it's not going to be a, a great tonight. It's going to be, yeah, you know, we, we've got things that that we hope can make things better and, and whichever way 
I put it together and set it, it, it sort of touched with some people that, um, I never knew it would have reached and, and that was kind of cool. So I've kind of kept that, um, you know, like I said, I, I don't, uh, hide my Christianity. I, I admit I have a lot of, uh, a lot of things I don't do right. And I'm glad I serve a God that gives me a lot of chances because if I only had one chance, I would have been done a long time ago. So I am one of those people who's been touched by what you write. And, um, in particular, as you close that out, you say, uh, I pray for softened hearts, clearer heads, and comfort and healing for all of us because we are all in desperate need, Lord. You know our yep. hearts. Please hear our prayers. And and that, um, I, I don't look for it every night when I go to bed or things like that, but it, sometimes I see it first thing in the morning when I get up, yeah. when I get on social media. And, and having that consistency from you has been an extraordinarily helpful thing to me over the last two years of... Um, from being in lockdown to canceling shows, postponing things, not being able to be with family, not being able to see friends, all those kinds of things. Uh, I still go to the grocery store though. So I got that going for me. Yeah. Right. No, and that's, (laughs) that's kind of where it it was for me. And like I said, I, you know, I could be uh, not the most, not the most heavy set of scripture, not scripture, but prayer out there. Uh, but for me, it's kind of, you know, I'm sort of asking, uh, asking for some help because, you know, uh, I need it. Well, the time has come on our little podcast to take a break, but we'll be right back. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts so it's easier for people to find us and like us on all your podcast favorites. We'll be right back. It's clean comedy time. Friday, February 25 at The Listening Room in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Featuring our friend Simon Carlson. I like the greeters that they have at Walmart. They just put the old greeter out there and it looks like they're selling the new model of old person. It's scary. The new 2019 model has got a 5% larger oxygen tank and he's 10% less racist. Kara Karachi. So I'm really excited to be here, Taz. I'm married. Like, it is a blessing to be without my husband. And our special guest, Mark James Heath. I had a job at a call center, which I like to refer to as a phone plantation. (laughs) We'll be there, too. Clean Comedy Time at the Listening Room in Grand Rapids is sponsored by Graphic Central and The Copper Vine. Show information is easy to find at cleancomedytime.com or at listeningroomgr.com. That's Friday, February 25 at 7.30 p.m. Which is also my birthday. And it's Clean Comedy Time. So, Chris, um, that was that was great uh, to get to know you a little bit over that first half. I know you and uh-huh. Brian have worked together, and uh, but this is the first time that I've been uh, able to actually kind of get to know you a little bit and chat. And and I really feel like I learned a lot about you uh, during that first half, uh, but not as much as I'm going to learn during the second half. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're right, yeah, we, darn it, didn't get it all into the first half. So that's why, we play, that's why you play all halves, right? <laughs> that's right, that's right. But uh, but yeah, during the second half, what we really like to do is dig in a little bit deeper and find out what's going well for you, and also some things that you might be struggling with. So what uh, what's going well in your life right now, Chris? Um, going well, I think, uh, just, you know, um, kind of getting a little bit of a, a rhythm going again. Um, uh, 
with some shows, um, you know, putting together a, a calendar again, that's, that's fun to do. Um, being able to watch some, you know, my, my daughter's in some sports, be some, uh, watch that and still be able to, uh, do what I do, um, and not missing, missing that. That's cool. Um, you know, and, and, and finding some, starting to find some humor and some things again. Uh, yeah. you know, well, like I said, obviously, uh, the last two years have been, have been, uh, a struggle for a lot of us. And, and it's easy to get into that rut of, you know, um, of this got canceled or this is, can't do this or can't do that. So just trying to find, uh, you know, the things we can do and do a lot of them and, uh, start to get into, I don't know, feeling good again about, you know, where you're as far as a, a career in comedy, um, you know, starting to get people that are, are answering your calls again or answering your emails oh, yeah, that, that weren't yeah. right. No, that, yeah. that, uh, that makes sense. It sounds like you're, you're kind of, you feel like you're kind of getting your groove back. Yeah. For the, for the most part that way. And then there's, you know, then there's days where a couple things get canceled because of whatever reason. And then you're like, Oh, here we go. But, um, yeah. yeah, I think I'm getting, getting my sort of, stride back a little bit. And that was something that, you know, right before, um, all this happened, I had, you know, uh, taped the, the special that, uh, you guys had played some clips from. I was, you know, had my calendar pretty much for full for the year. And, you know, and, and so now I'm, I'm starting to look where I have more weekends booked than I don't. And, um, or more, you know, and quite, so I'm starting to get that, that part of it back. And, and I'm someone that, you know, and, and most comics as well as the, where I'm the best at making new material, making, uh, stuff happen is when I'm on stage. So I, I feel yeah, like I've, yeah. you know, I, I'm able to get into that, uh, who Chris really is and, and not, you know, not just, okay. Um, I wrote a joke and posted on the internet. Yeah. Boy, you know, um, you had said something uh, in the first half that that really resonated with me. That that feeling of uh, of being on stage and and like adding value and making a room laugh. And then you just said something too. Uh, you said you know people are taking your your calls. It, it sounds to me like like the way that you add value uh, to to those around you is is from a stage, or at least one of the ways. Is that fair? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, uh, I feel I'm a performer. I think, uh, comedians are kind of like the, not the, the last, but like some of the last gladiators, right? We, we walk into the last uh, gladiators, huh? Oh yeah, for sure. We walk into a battlefield, right. And, and people, uh, um, due to, due to a lot of things now, I think people want people to fail. Don't you? I mean, maybe I'm, um, but, but they, they, they like to see the train wreck where <laughs> uh, as a comedian to walk into somewhere that might not be the best situation for a number of reasons and walk out with people, Hey, I like that dude. He made me laugh. Yeah, um, yeah. you know, I see it as like the, the, the thumbs up or the thumbs down from, uh, you know, Caesar, <laughs> uh, yeah. kind of thing. 
Um, but the crowd, right? They're the people that that you're there for. They're the ones that that come along, and and um, and I think that part of it is is getting people again to not just again, but now that I'm able to do it more often, is is getting people that hey, we like that dude. That he's fun. Uh, he's a you know he makes me forget for a few minutes about all the other crap that I have to do or don't do. And, and, you know, and that's, or everything else that's going wrong. And if you can laugh, man, it's, it's a lot easier. So. Amen to that. I mean, man, Mm -hmm. I know, um, I mean, that, that resonates with me, uh, very deeply. Like the, the, the process that you talk about, about getting like having it kind of springboard back and forth. Like you have to be on stage and you have to be engaging with people to find the funny and the everyday other stuff. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's huge. And then, uh, again, like I'm of the same mindset as you, I'm of the same spirit as you like, like that's a, an incredibly good feeling to come in, especially to a, to a undecided audience or even potentially a hostile audience to come in and, and then, um, you know, when for somebody to pay attention to us, that's a huge honor. That's a huge compliment. And to, to come in and, and earn that respect, earn that attention. Uh, that's, that's an incredible accomplishment and and feeling for sure. (laughs) Oh, for sure. It is. It's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, all of the other things now that can grab people's attention, right? So back in the day of vaudeville, um, <laughs> people went out to see something they couldn't do anywhere. Now they have so many avenues. Like you, you see people, you know, in at your performance on their phone watching a YouTube video, <laughs> whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or something else. So if you can grab that attention um you know that's that's huge and and i will say though i think you know i i I never want to be the person that goes way too long and abuses that attention like we've seen people do right so you you can't um you know abuse people once you have them because once you then abuse them that you lose them forever yeah Hmm. Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to say some nice things about you, Chris, uh, oh, because yeah. earlier, oh, shucks. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. Let's, uh, uh, can I record this to take up, you know, to my wife later on? It'll be, kid, it'll be available. My, my kids <laughs> just said, dad, you know, I, you, you're just not cool and, and no one likes you kind of thing. Yeah. You're 12 years old. I understand your dad's not cool anymore, <laughs> but you don't even realize how uncool he can still be. So <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, what, what I was going to say nice about you is that your wife must be just a wonderful person. Just in, incredible. <laughs> yeah. Right. She is. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. If, if uh, you're going to play this for her, we better, we better that, start clip through paypal here soon (laughs) very nice very nice but you know earlier in the uh in the first half you were talking about this uh this question of do i go the route of an attorney or do i go the route of the comedian and the thing that you mentioned that turns you away from the route of the attorney was a component of possibly having to be dishonest right and already in the short time that i've known you 
Um, I know that when you get up on stage, you are honest with the audience. You are being who you are. And people are so hungry for something that's genuine. People are so hungry nowadays for something that's true. The reason you are able to get up and and win that attention and is because you respect that attention and, and you earn it by being genuine, by being you. And I commend you for that, man. I think that is very, very cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's one of those things that obviously we know comedy, right? Um, you take truth and you find everything funny that can that can spread that out, right? And and every story, right? Every story has uh, a component. A good story has a component of truth with exaggeration built in it, right? Yep, so. Yep. Um, if if it didn't have that, it wouldn't be fun, and and Disney wouldn't make good movies if it was just, you know, oh, some lady froze the pond again. No, there's a, a whole story that goes into Frozen, and and right, <laughs> some, you know, right, so, some lady froze the pond again. <laughs> <laughs> right, but finding the finding what what people can come along with, like you know, I I I just find that. I I don't want to sit in a lecture for an hour and a half. Right, so right. why you know why would why would I expect people uh, that paid to see me would want to sit and watch me just sort of not bring it? You know what I mean? That right, right. Christmas, and I, and I know there's I know there's nights that it's it's just like a, a friend of mine, a comic, told me uh, when I was starting out, Mike Armstrong, who's a, a very uh, you know, a, a good friend and a comic, uh, clean, um, just let, you know, legend in the Midwest. But anyways, uh, he said, think of it as a sports team, right? A good sports team. They may not win every game, uh, unless we're talking about the Detroit lions. And then I can't, you know, <laughs> use them as any example. I, I can't imagine the lions ever losing a, a game. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So I, and that's the, that's the, uh, irony there. Right. So anyways, um, he said, you know, think that, that you don't win every single game, but you should have a, a high winning percentage if you're going to be good at anything. And and I kind of look at it like that is, you know, 90, 98% of my gigs are, and maybe that's sort of, you know, boastful. I don't know, but uh, in the 90s, I feel that I walk out of there and, and people were at least entertained and, and, and for the most part, happy um, because of what I, you know, my preparation, what I bring to the table. And and I'm just looking at it through what I would want to be if I was sitting in an audience. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I, and I don't know about you, but I know for me, um, it's very easy for me to set that bar of a win or set that bar of success, like way too high. Like, I mean, I could be in a, in a room and, and the whole room could be laughing together. And then if, if one punchline, if I look over and, and there's one guy in the third row, that's checking his phone, sure. uh, like you were talking about, then it's like, wait a minute, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and uh, I, I really appreciate and receive that, what you just said, how it, it's not, um, you know, it, it's, it's not perfection all the time. It's, uh, it's more wins than losses. <laughs> yeah, no. And I think anything that you're, you know, you're, you're good at, uh, you have to view it that way because I, 
you, you can't have the perfect season every year, man. I, I, I know that, and I try to not let this happen to myself, but you, you have like, I don't know about you guys, but I've gone like where you've had like 10 or 12 shows that were just, oh my God, I, I, I've only, I've already been up here like 45 minutes. It didn't even seem like it because right. I was having so much fun. And you start to think that, wait a minute, somewhere that loss is coming. And where you use, you know, an hour's worth of material in a half hour because you're, you know, whatever it is, you're like, oh, how am I going to ever cover this up? But I try to, you know, I try not to get that where I, that becomes in my head, like, all right, when's it coming? When's it coming? And, and um, because I, you can walk yourself into that. Well, thank you uh, for sharing those uh, those points there. Um, what is a struggle for you, Chris? Uh, struggle, like I said, right now is to to maintain the the positive, and and, and I still um, not not getting hung up on the people that don't want to book you worrying about those people and not worrying about the people that want to book you. And I know that's, uh, I had a little sort of, you know, epiphany moment, uh, last year. Uh, no, I, when I say last year, everything now has been, uh, two years, right? So, um, yeah, right. So 2020 has been the longest gap year of anyone's life. Right. And, uh, but anyways, I was at right before all this went down, I was at a club, for a, uh, a fundraiser corporate kind of event. And it, it was a club that I have never been able to make headway and work with the, the person there. Right. So I, uh, the person came up and said, um, you know, so where have you been working? And, and quick, I, I had that quick moment. And I'm like, well, evidently everywhere else, but here, and so yeah, yeah. not worrying about what he was trying to do and sort of like assert his, I don't know what the word is, uh, you know, well, I'm not working your kind of thing over me. I'm like, so everyone else but you, I'm worried about not you. And, and that's what my hardest thing is, is the rejection of, hey, man, I know you would like me if you had me on your stage. The people love me what's the deal and, and getting, you know, getting that sort of rejection is always something I still struggle with. It's like, um, no matter, you know, just decide no matter what you do, you're probably not going to win that person for whatever reason. So don't worry about them. Find the people that want to deal with you. Yeah. Boy, boy you know, and, and I think, I mean, some of that comes with the nature. You're not, you're not alone in that for sure. I mean, it's just what I just mentioned earlier, how, um, you know, I'll stand on stage and look out and the one person that's not engaging, yeah. like that's, that's the, the draw of the focus. Or if I'm reading through comments sections on, on, uh, Facebook or whatever, which, which oftentimes is not a good idea <laughs> to begin with, but well, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something I had on that, uh, special they posted out there. Someone wrote, you know, you're, you're fat ugly and bald. And I said, that is not true at all. I have lots of hair. I just choose to cut it short. And, <laughs> right. And right. I think getting to that, getting to that point of life where I, I don't care what that person thinks of me. Right. 
Um, and, and that's, you know, some people, it's funny, the people that rush to your, uh, your defense and have right. to, and I'm just like, I just answered your, uh, your sort of dig with even, uh, one that where I showed it doesn't even matter to me what you think. And, and right. obviously they weren't, you know, smart enough to come up with something intelligent. Well, and, so. and, and people in general, like we, as people, have a harder time now than any other point in history, I think, um, identifying other people as individuals, as real people, you know, because everything's two dimensional and on a flat screen, you know, it's, it's easy to see that you're on TV. So Mm -hmm. you're not a real person. And, and man, it's, it's, uh, it's tough. I mean, I, I know I've bumped into that a lot recently and it's like, man, these are, you know, I'm a real person. These other people around they're they're real people. Just, yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, um, and, 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 and that's, I mean, I, that's some people's sport, right. To, yeah, yeah. To get online and, you know, attack or, or tit for tat with people. And I, I don't know. I try to find myself not doing that. I, I mean, you know, we're all guilty of, of letting our emotions get the best of us. But if you do that on a daily basis, you need to get the, get the look in the mirror and see what else is going on. If I let myself get consumed in tit for tat, it will consume me. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, I I was reminded of this too. Um, early on in comedy, somebody said to me, boy, I can tell you're not a seasoned comic because you're not yet jaded, (laughs) you know, like, like it's, it's, like the wear of it and, and being on stage and being uh, not a real person, you know, and, and all that. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's easy to, to become jaded. I'm sure. But yeah, but it, I don't know. You know, it's like anything you hear people say, Oh, I hate this. You know, then, then, then don't do it anymore. Right. I mean, that's right. the thing, right. I understand that's been your job for so long. But nobody, nobody's holding a gun to your head saying, uh, go, you know, go drive to the middle of Iowa in a blizzard uh, for $300. And, right, and, right. and I always heard this, you know, this analogy. And it's funny. Someone told me once that uh, they said if someone put a $100 bill in a bag and told you it was alongside the road in the middle of Kansas somewhere under this rock in the middle of a snowstorm and you had to drive there to get it, you'd probably say, no, 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 that is stupid. I'm not doing that. But if someone said, Hey, would you like to drive to Colorado to work (laughs) the whole weekend? And by the time you drove there and back with all your expenses, you made a hundred dollars. I'd like to do that because comics, we're not, we're not smart at economics. So that's where like with, uh, you know, if you're a performer, um, that's where, it's yes, it's about money. Um, you need money to operate. You need all this stuff, but it, it's it's sort of more too. You need that whatever that drug is, whatever that you know uh, that does that. You hear that laugh, and and that does something to you. You make that connection, right. and it 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 just does something that's hard to explain. I always assume any time that something seems dumb, but it feels good, that's dopamine. <laughs> that's right. how i yeah. remember yeah. yeah that's yep. probably the truth yep yeah 
And, and, you know, that, that is a good, good point because, you know, as we sit here and lament a little bit about some of the struggles and some of the difficulties, I mean, the fact is like all three of us, I mean, just are madly in love with this profession that, uh, that, that we're a part of. And I mean, it's the greatest blessing in the world to be able to, to do that. And it's, it's just super cool. And, you know, I mean, the connection with people, the, to be able to look at somebody and share a smile and a laugh and, and know that it's, it's changed their day in a little bit. And in doing so, it's changed our day a little bit. It's man, I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm a little right. bit it's, enamored. <laughs> yeah. Codependency, right. They, they, yeah. need, uh, they, yeah. they need me and I need them. That's, that's, that's right. what we're at. <laughs> kind of bringing it back to, uh, what we were talking about earlier, I, you know, I want you to know that you, you add incredible value. Uh, the, the things that you do in comedy, I, I mean, I know you've been involved with laugh fest, uh, um, and, and of course your, uh, dry bar special has reached a lot of people and you've, you've, you've shared laughs with people. Um, and, and that's an incredible thing. So I, I just commend you for that. I thank you for who you are, your transparency, your honesty, um, and, and, uh, and most of all, the fact that you have a wonderful wife. So, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's great. So, uh, but yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. Like I said, it's, uh, um, I, you know, I appreciate the, the compliment, um, like everything it's, it's one of those things. It's hard to reach around and pat yourself on the back. And, and I never want to be the guy that's so, uh, full of, full of myself, you know, um, because like I said, it's one of those things that, uh, and I joked, uh, you know, you, you go film a special and you're feeling good about yourself. Uh, and then you have to sit on the airplane right across from the toilet on the way home, flying home. So <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't sure. worry too much about uh, feeling big because, you know, uh, if God has yeah. a sense of humor, man, he's going to bring it back down to, <laughs> to where you're supposed to be. Well, Chris, uh, your dry bar special is called uh, Chris Young Buoyant Mon. Uh, and, um, I know you have a website and Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What's the best way for people to uh, get a hold of you if they wanted to book Chris Young? Yeah. Uh, Chris Um, will steer you, you know, to my website from there. It has my email, has, uh, links and things like that. Uh, there's a number there you can click and it'll, you know, send that out that way. Uh, but chrisyoungcomic.com, it has my schedule. Um, so hopefully most of the time that's updated correctly. And, you know, if you, you see me in your area, uh, come out, watch a show. If, if you don't see that I'm going to be in your area, let the clubs and the people know in your area that, uh, I'm willing to drive. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> well, for sure, no, and, no, you know, but, but that's something I don't think people do enough of is, uh, oh yeah, we'd love you to come to where we are. And I'm like, if, unless we're doing a show in your living room, there has <laughs> to be a place to go. Or are you telling, you know, you telling me where, uh, or who to contact. And I always, say that I, you know, I, I, I do pay referrals, uh, to people. If they, uh, shoot me a thing, I always try to send something, um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and it's one of those things. Cause a lot of times you have no idea, uh, even what's down the road from your house. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Chris, uh, uh ourselves here with Clean County time, we, um, you know, 
perform in churches, clubs, events, things like that, as you do as well, corporate uh-huh. shows. And it really just comes down to, um, you know, if if you want to have Chris or you want to have us out there uh, in your area, the best thing to do is to go to where there is an audience like a church or a company uh-huh. or uh, a club and tell them, hey, here's how you can get a hold of this person uh, and and they are a comedian, they're an entertainer, they're, they're, and that's the same for music, it's the same for uh, for any of us uh, performers out there. So thank you so much for being on the show with us, Chris. It's been an absolute delight. Man, I, I have to second that. Um, this this was great having you on, Chris. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Uh, look forward to maybe possibly doing it again sometime and, and uh, you know, sharing the stage again. And um, hopefully, you know, we can all get through what we're we're going through here and and we come out the other side you know i I don't know if we're going to be smarter but maybe wiser and and all that (laughs) other stuff and uh we we can hope (laughs) we yeah we can hope we can pray and all that stuff and uh but hope that we don't ever go through a time like this again where you know the the old uh McLean where the, the music died, right? So we're we're not hopefully we can never go through that where everything went dark and um you know and and we can find a way to make make people laugh. Well, like you say in your social media, Lord, you know our hearts, please hear our prayers. Exactly. Exactly. So I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Thanks for listening to the Clean Comedy Time Podcast. We bring comedians together performing their clean material at showcases, fundraisers, and other events. Our shows are free from coarse language and topics. They work for anyone, anywhere. Check out cleancomedytime.com to find an upcoming show or to bring Clean Comedy Time to you. 